Welcome to episode five of Unleashing Leadership. I'm your host, Travis Moss. And as we mentioned in the last episode, today we're going to get into bad management. Or really, the difference between bad management and good management. Obviously, this is a broad, I mean, there are encyclopedias written about this stuff. So we're not going to solve the world's problems here. But this is something that the book really gets into as far as pointing out you know, the effectiveness of management. So maybe not bad, maybe not good. Maybe we can just say effective versus ineffective. Um, now what the hell, you know, this is really not supposed to be about whether or not we piss people off. This is bad management. We're going to talk about bad management and bad management is uh, part of bad culture. And most organizations you work for that when you get the job there, they don't tell you this is a shitty culture. You don't want to be here. They say, this is the greatest culture. We have great, we, we take care of, you know, work life balance. We're going to take care of everybody. You know, it's like family here. We got your back at all times. You know, this is the best place in the world to be. I've worked at fortune 500 companies. Every place else is a shithole. This is the only place you could be. The grass is never greener on the other side. Really? Why are you telling me that? The only reason why you tell me how good I got it here is because you're afraid I'm going to leave. You're afraid I'm going to figure out the secret. And the secret is I don't have it that good here. That's bad management. It creates bad culture. People don't even know that they're in it sometimes, especially if people started young in a particular company and that's all they've seen. That's all they know. They don't even know that that's bad culture. They don't know what's better out there until they maybe get an opportunity to participate with something that's better. And then they have to be able to recognize it, seize it, take advantage of it. How many people do you know that hate their job? They hate going to work. Bad culture, bad management. That's why. Or sometimes good culture, good management, bad attitude on their part, right? So sometimes it's a personal problem. So the first thing you got to do is you look at yourself and say, is this a me problem or is this a them problem? And if it ain't a me problem, it's a them problem. Okay, so if it's a them problem, what's the deal? So let's talk about that a little bit. Bad management, and I, I'm not sure how this is going to play. I've got I've got stuff about bad management. Um, I've got stuff about don't be a hoarder. This is about this idea that bad management is really about hoarding information. It's about saying that I need to be the important person in the room. I need to be the one saying yes and no to everything. I need to be the one controlling everything. I'm the damn boss, right? I want the recognition. I want the attention. I want the power. If I'm going to make a bad, if there's going to be a bad decision, it's going to be my bad decision. I will live with that, but I'm not going to live with your bad decision. Bad management stems from people not being humble enough to understand what they don't understand. They don't back to our previous episodes where we talked about the chart about growth and adaptability and about where you are compared to your competition and about, how the fact that you never get a third from the left-hand side because you keep discovering how much there is out there to do. Bad management, they don't get there. They can't see that. All bad management can do is think that they're the sun. The world revolves around them. Part of that is modern management. Like concepts, I don't know if it's modern management, but it seems to come from like management school. Because it's like a group think problem. And and they get into the book pretty heavy on this and the whole need to know bias. You're not smart enough. You don't have the need to know. You need to go and get back in line and do your job. I mean, that works on an assembly line. 
if your job is just to put the the uh, um, final two pieces together, what the hell does it matter if you don't know how the first two pieces got put together, right? It's just, you got to put them together. You don't even know where they're coming from. But if your job is quality control to make sure that that, that end product performs the way that it's supposed to, don't you need to know how the whole thing's built? Yeah, you actually do. Because otherwise you can't point out the problems. Uh, what is it? Um, is it Days of Thunder, the Tom Cruise movie, where he's a race car driver? Uh, and he's driving the race car, and he's basically gets discovered, and he's out racing, and he wrecks the car, and he can't even explain anything wrong with the car, and the pit crew gets so mad at him. And then by the end of the the movie, um, he's figured out how all the car works. And then when the car's having a problem, he can talk to his pit crew, and the pit crew fixes the car for him, Right? And so he goes from being essentially a very talented loser to being a very talented winner. Um, we have to understand how the parts work, which means what somebody thinks is a need to know, you know, and that you don't need to know it, there might be a really important, how can you help bring change to an organization? How can you help say, hey, this process doesn't seem to work? Here's a solution. How can you bring a solution forth to an organization if you don't understand how the rest of the organization works? You do what I call create, you know, you fix your problem by creating a problem for somebody else. And that's where you get told no, right? Okay, great. You solved your problem. Now you made everybody else's life harder. Well, and you're saying, well, because I don't have enough information. So bad management is a restriction of information. It's blocking it. It's somebody within the organization saying, based on title, or based on tenure or ownership or something like that, that they are more trustworthy and more expert on things. It's also them saying, I don't trust my people. I don't trust you to have more information. I'm threatened if you're informed or empowered. That's bad management. And you probably know people who are not good at management. And they probably have some of these characteristics. They don't trust people. They don't share information. You don't need to know it. Somehow that information makes them powerful. Makes you rely on them. Makes you need them. Guess what else that does? It erodes trust. Do you really trust that person? The person who won't share you critical information about how to do your job better? Or how the organization works so that you can answer questions quicker? And find solutions easier? The same person who's blocking you? When you come and say, hey, I want to work on this solution, and they won't they either won't let you engage in that, or you come with a solution and they won't even, they won't give you that constructive feedback. Or you ask them good questions and they don't give you information, then you go through all kinds of effort to fix something, and you come back and now they give you the information. That's bad management. And it's pretty much all driven by ego. Um my first real, well, yeah, I I had management jobs early on. I had one in college, um, and then I had one when I got into finance pretty early on in my career. And all the managers that I idolized were hotheads. Um, they all led through intimidation and superiority complexes. And so that was a learned behavior. I saw what they were doing. I mimicked it early on until one day I had a, um, my sales assistant stood up and said, what's your damn problem? 
um, and really put me in my place. And it was the single greatest event of my professional life because it woke me the hell up. I was just a complete egomaniac asshole at the time. And basically I got to the point where my staff was, I was going to have a mutiny with the staff and, and this woman who was 30 years older than me at the time stood up and just basically put me in my place. Like I was a little child and she was a hundred percent right because she was a hundred percent right. I couldn't even argue with her. I sat right down and shut up and actually got to fixing my problem. And it was driven because I was watching the management ahead of me. And consequently, the management of that company drove the company right into bankruptcy, or at least the division of bankruptcy is gone now. Um, but I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be a big shot. And all it did was drive people away. All it did was make people not want to perform for me. Um, it didn't build any loyalty. It didn't attract anybody to me. That's bad management. Good management, though, or good leadership. Management leadership, we're using them interchangeably. I really don't think they're the same thing. Um, it's kind of like a lazy vernacular. And I think that in time we'll get to what's the difference between leadership and management. But so often you've got people in a management role that are de facto leaders or people who are in a leadership role who are treating it more as a management role. So for the, our purposes right now, we're just kind of interchanging these terms. But good leadership or good management, why do that? When you have a good leader or good manager, you know that the, the, they always seem to have the right answer. They always seem to know what direction to point you in. You're always so, you're mesmerized by them. They always have that wise advice or they always have the right question or they always point you in the right direction. Or when they don't know something, they just like, they show up right beside you, shoulder to shoulder, and you figure it out together. Or when you figure something out, they make you look like a superstar, a hero, like you're Hercules. Like, like that's, that's the type of thing that they try to do for you. Uh, and they don't actually have to try to do it. It just happens. That's just naturally who they are. And you're like, okay, where do these types of leaders come from? You know, what's the difference? The big difference between them and the bad leaders, they're not hoarders. They're not worried about taking the information and holding it because it, they might need it someday. And they might, and it, and it empowers them to be the only one with it. They're thinking, I got information. You need to know about it. Everybody needs to know about it. If, every, if everybody knew about it, Think about how they could better look at the, the, the situation. Think about the solutions that they could come up with. Think about how much more adaptable and how much more quicker we could change and adjust to the situation. I need everybody to know what I know. And so it's gathering the information. Good leaders are at the top and all that information is funneling up to them. They may not even be able to consume it all, they, but they understand where it is and what it is, you know, con contextually. And then they can point people to it or they can redirect it and they can connect people to it that's good leadership that's good management and wanting informed people i want to be surrounded by people who know more about whatever topic they want to know more about than i do because now i got specialists i got superstars i want as many of those people around me as possible and it's not challenging to me that's a that's an amazing tool. That's like going from hand tools to power tools. 
every now and then you need a hand tool. Most of the time, power tool, man, that cuts so much time off. It's going to help you do so much better. It, if you like woodworking, if you're kind of into that, I'm into it. I'm, I suck at it, but I'm into it, right? I kind of, I, I like trying to build things with my hands, with my mind, with my hands, anything, right? If I can try to build it, I'm going to try to build it. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I, I had very limited amount of tools. And so I was always trying to do stuff and I didn't have the right tools. I was always getting frustrated. I couldn't get things level. I couldn't get the cuts right and everything. And then as you figure out how the different tools work, you want to have the right tools. You know, and the older tools you use, like there's a purpose for each one of them. You get them in place, but man, those power tools or the right types of tools, the specialty tools, they are important. You don't get threatened by them. You get excited that you got them in your bag. Your team members are the same way. So when you're in leadership or you're in management, you want people to be as absolutely empowered as possible. There's very, very few things in your organization that, that you should be keeping secret from your team members. Very, very few things. If you're afraid that they're going to leave the organization, take your best ideas, and go create competition, you've got a different problem. The problem there is, what are you doing to make them want to stay with you then? How strong is your culture if you're afraid people are going to leave you and steal from you? That's a whole different topic for a different day, but the difference between good leadership and bad leadership. Good leaders, not afraid. Bad leaders, afraid. If you're managing or you're leading from a point of fear, fix it. If you're in an organization where they're leading from fear, where they're managing from fear, probably not a great healthy organization to be a part of. Good leaders, good managers are involved. They are interested. They share, they connect. Control and respect, when we look at somebody and we're like, wow, they got it together. Look at how every they're, they're directing everybody. They got everybody in the right places. That control and respect that you see that they have, those are byproducts. They're not focused on that. They're focused on collecting and disseminating information. And as a result, they get respect and people get in the right places. They can also attract those really, you know, we talked about in the last episode, um, attracting really great talent. We always want to be bringing in people as good or better than the people we have so that the people that we have want to get better. That's what great leaders do. They can actually bring people of that quality in and keep their current people, motivate their current people to get better. Bad leaders can't do that. Create an organization or foster an organization or introduce to your organization the idea that you want information to flow as fast and freely as possible. You need good news and bad news equally traveling. If there's a problem within your organization, the decision makers or the people who can fix the problem need to know about it as soon as possible. If you live in an organization that is driven by fear. If somebody finds a mistake, I'm going to get fired. That's no good. What it should be is, is mistakes are going to happen. We know that. As long as you were working hard and for the right purpose and you're not breaking laws and that kind of stuff. But if, if there's a mistake, yeah, we all screw up sometimes. Let's use it as a learning opportunity. Let's fix it. Let's move on. But then let's pull the lessons from that. And let's help make sure that everybody else understands 
Is this a process thing? Is it an education thing? How can everybody else avoid that same mistake in the future? Not punitive, not to embarrass anybody, but to make the organization stronger. That's what you want to do. So if you're in leadership, you want to be really good. This is what you need to be doing. If you're at an organization where, where you don't have that kind of control, but you aspire to, this is how you can bring change to an organization. If you're someplace that just completely blocks it, they're just not going to let you. They have information hoarders. You get to make changes in your life that'll enhance and advance your career. This is like one of those things, like a half a step backwards, maybe it's 10 steps forwards. You got decisions to make.